Welcome to Event Up, the place where people enthusiastic about events stay in the know on the latest trends within the events industry. Live, hybrid, and virtual experiences. From virtual events to conferences, award galas, and everything in between. Here's your host, Amanda Ma. Hello, welcome to Event Up, the place to get the latest and greatest in event industry news, ideas, and topics. In this episode, we will be discussing diversity, equality and inclusion, workplace inclusion, and much more. Today, I'm joined by my good friend Farzana Nayani, a DEI specialist and international speaker. Farzana Nayani is a recognized diversity, equality, and inclusion specialist, coach, and international keynote speaker. She has worked with Fortune 500 corporations, public agencies, higher education institutes, school districts, and nonprofit organizations as a consultant and trainer on diversity and inclusion, intercultural communication, supplier diversity, and employee engagement. Farzana's work with employee resource groups, ERGs, small business advocacy, and entrepreneurship has taken her engagement across North America from the White House to Silicon Valley. A frequently requested speaker on DI, race, unconscious bias, leadership, culture, and identity, Farzana is committed to helping organizations and individuals lead more effectively and is passionate about cultivating belongings in the workplace and society overall. Her book, Raising Multicultural Children, Tools for Nurturing Identity in the Racialized World, was published in 2020, and her upcoming book, The Power of Employee Resource Group, How People Create Authentic Change, will be released in spring 2020. And I personally had the pleasure of inviting her to actually some of the events we curate as a speaker. And she's always, always phenomenal. And our attendees always give her a very high rating for her. So let's jump right in. Farzana, let's tell us about a little bit about yourself and how did you get started in this industry? Thanks, Amanda. It's been such a journey. I got started in the diversity, equity, and inclusion field. Actually, you know, from growing up, my background is my mother's from the Philippines, my father's from Pakistan by way of India, and uh, culture and diversity was always something that was in our household that I wasn't conscious of because I lived it. And it wasn't until I went to school and then eventually grad school that I realized this is something I want to study more uh, directly. So I did a master's degree in intercultural communication. And my focus really was on how people can work together and understand each other's behaviors and communicate more effectively. And that parlayed into, you know, what I I really see as my dream job right now, doing diversity, equity, and inclusion work with organizations. So I'm, I'm so happy that, you know, that that spark when I was a youth turned into something that I could pursue as a career. That's amazing. And you're so good at it, like very natural. Thank you. You know, I think, yeah. And for those of you that are tuning in, you may be wondering, why is this relevant for the events and marketing world? And, you know, being in this industry for the past 15 years, I really feel like our industry is at the forefront of it. And we could be the champion for change, right? Because we're the one hiring the speakers, we're the one hiring the suppliers. And that's why I invited 
Farzana, the specialist, to come to us today to talk about DEI. Farzana, what is something you're the most proud of professionally that took place recently? I've been very busy with client work and a lot of speaking engagements and, and working with organizations to, to support DEI efforts at their own companies and, and institutions. But something that I just finished was uh, the first draft of my next book. And I'm so excited about it. It's called The Power of Employee Resource Groups, How People Create Authentic Change. And it's about the different demographic groups that are found in institutions and corporations, different organizations, and how to support them and also how uh, they create transformative change within organizations. So this topic is definitely current right now with the current times and also something I've been passionate about for many years. Congratulations. I can't wait to read it. I know for your first book, I bought a copy for my sister because she's also raising a multicultural family. So I bet it's also fantastic too. Uh, please share with us what diversity, equality, and inclusion mean. I think a lot of people really just don't know and they really need, you know, help spark that conversation, that education. Why is it even important? Great question. There's so many different ways of looking at diversity, equity, equality, and inclusion. And diversity to me is really the range of differences, but it's not just race and gender. It could be ability. It could be sexual orientation. It could be your language. And, you know, when we're creating events or putting together programs, we must take that into account, making sure things are accessible, making sure that uh, people can participate. And the same thing goes for organizations overall. How can employees be more included and how we can serve the public better? And so that's where inclusion comes in and really making sure people feel belonging or are able to participate. Uh, and equity and equality sometimes are used interchangeably. Equality, you know, kind of treating everyone the same, but equity is making sure that the differences are attended to and that people have the ability to take part without bias or any barriers. So it's such uh, important work and, and, you know, some things that we may or may not be conscious of just in how we do business or, or work at organizations. That's great. And how does, so, you know, we talk a lot about this, even with some of our own clients, right? But how does a company even raise awareness for this really critical company specific DI goals? Can you provide some examples? Yeah, happy to provide some examples. A lot of the time there is a chance to have a kickoff event. So having an event, you know, like what you do and having a speaker uh, have a keynote or, or be a catalyst for conversation can be a great way to get it started. A lot of organizations do DEI committee work and have a group that are passionate and dedicated and, and can start to you know, really move the issues forward. We're seeing a lot of that. And then there's also leadership who, who really bring the issues to the forefront and tie it back to the business or their organizational goals. So there's so many ways that this can take place. And what we're seeing lately is the public is really involved. So you'll see public pressure and also the social media uh, power uh, that is in the voices of the public that can really come through and, and drive change. So all of those things are entree points into how the conversation can be raised. The few times I've really seen it like actively working are the ones, 
you know, with companies that have the top leadership buy-in, right? And they incorporate it into their goal, into the performance review, and then it trickles down. It wasn't just like a one-time conversation. It was a conversation that really evolved, right? Because then it, it matters to them. But then also for the people who are not at the top leadership, I encourage all of you guys, when you see something, say something. I think it's very important that you also speak up because if you don't speak up, people are not mind readers. They won't know, right? But then also, I think a lot of people also talk about being comfortable in sharing because some of them, they, they weren't sure if it's okay to say something. Right. Yeah, definitely. I think that's good advice from both directions, but not being afraid to speak up, but also that there should be an environment where it's safe to speak up. And I think that's leadership. Leadership can, you know, really bring that about in organizational culture, but also we can step up as leaders. So that's very inspiring. Yes. Awesome. And then what is your recommendation for understanding the perspective of colleagues from different backgrounds? In order to really understand a colleague from a different background, there's a need to firstly have empathy and know that they are coming from a different perspective. And it is important to understand what their intention is, which is different than the impact. So if, if perhaps someone says something that is uh, you know, taken in a certain way or, or it lands in a certain way, we can look at the intention of that, but also look at how it did uh, be received by someone else. So it is important to look at all of that. But I always say, start with you know, that understanding and empathy to try to bridge those differences. And then curiosity is another good one. So being curious about the other cultures or about yourself and how you're reacting to other cultures and really exploring that with wonder and, and um, <clears throat> inspiration and encouragement to try to uh, you know, find a way forward and, and make sure that there's the, the goal of working together better at the forefront. And I'm a true believer that when your team is diverse, the company is also better. Right? And there's actually statistics out there that we've been studying, that we read, that when your team is diverse, you actually get more profitability. So for those of you that runs a business or, you know, this help propels you forward. And, you know, kind of continue on the conversation about colleagues. Well, how would you recommend someone handle the situation if a colleague was being culturally insensitive or maybe even sexist or racist or even homophobic? That's a, a question I get asked a lot is what to do in a situation when you witness something that uh, can be challenging. And the first thing is, you know, uh, thinking about how to be most effective if you're uh, a witness to it, making sure the person who's on the receiving end is okay, maybe taking them aside or um, just checking in on them in some way, or as it's happening, even interrupt. And, and, you know, kind of use yourself as uh, someone who can uh, disrupt the incident. Uh, at, as it's happening, if it's someone you know who's initiating that bias or that, that incident, uh, taking them aside and trying to explain to them as to what you witnessed and why it was, uh, you know, something to uh, learn from and grow from, but also to correct that's helpful, but to do it again in a, in a way that there's empathy uh, so that there can be healing around this. I, th I think that there's a lot of uh, blame and shame and, and there's a lot of reason for that. There's a lot of pain as well, but 
I think if we come into this with the idea that, you know, we're learning and growing and we're trying to do our best uh, and offer people that uh, support, then we, that's how we create deeper change. Those are great suggestions. And then in terms of how, how should one advocate for DI with colleagues who don't understand its importance? I actually have this come up. I had a client actually brought this up with me. You know, These are all she, great questions. Yeah, she wants to see change and she's just like, I mean, I don't know how. Like, where do I even start? Yeah. Right. She was the, she's the minority in the group and she just felt very stuck. This is probably one of the most asked questions that I get as a diversity, equity, and inclusion consultant is how to advocate for it. And I was actually just on a call this week for Asian leaders in organizations who were talking about this and bringing awareness to the issues facing the Asian community, for example. And what we came to in terms of a solution or a conclusion or an approach is there's some strength in numbers in having other people who can be colleagues or allies who can also share this as an effort or as a need, right? So making sure you have people to support you and you're not alone is the first thing. The second thing that I recommend, and that's the work I do, is connecting it to the organizational strategy. And for people to understand, it's not just a feel-good thing. It's important for many reasons, retention, for uh, inclusion of people. It's also good for the organizational business, you know, um, because if you are uh, a positive place to work, you'll keep your people and people will be uh, more open to sharing their own potential with you and creating just a better experience and, and uh, service to, to people. So it, it, just, it just makes the most sense. I, I think it, you know, if anything, the, the challenges are, what is this gonna take? And, and, you know, the fear around what it could involve and so the third thing would be just trying to make sure to uh, alleviate any uncertainty or fear uh, with concrete steps. So a lot of that is just the unknown and, and you know, the discomfort. But once we get past that, then there's a lot of promise at the other end of it. And do you generally, you know, I know last time you spoke at one of our events, you provided, you provided some, a roadmap right? Like a pretty simple roadmap, because for a lot of people, they just don't even know where to start. Yeah, that, that roadmap, I uh, just spoke at another organization yesterday using that roadmap. And what it does is it, it uh, starts with a benchmark of how to assess your current state, if you have a survey or you, you have demographic information. And then what you do, you go from there and, and you create a plan. And then after you create that plan, you get stakeholders on board, you make sure that there are people who give you input and then you constantly do assessment to see how you go uh, and then refine that. Uh, so it's, it, it, there's strategy to it. And once you see it it, it, it is almost like any other project that you wanna implement in an effective way. And if we take it that seriously, then it, it doesn't seem as insurmountable. So it's, it's a, you know, really great tool to be able to have a roadmap in place. And I would highly recommend for those that are tuning in to have a plan first. Don't wait till disaster hit and then you're trying to figure out because by then it's too late versus if 
you're doing something like what Farzana is saying, or reach out to a specialist like her, and you have a plan so that when things do happen, then you can execute, right? And because a lot of time, a lot of times these need to be timely. I remember when the stop Asian hate situation happened, or you know the other different things. For those companies that didn't send out a message to the audience, it just felt like they did not care about that specific group, right? Like nothing at all, right? And they right. honestly, from their end, from the corporate end, they were just scared because they don't know what to say or they don't want to make a mistake. But by not doing anything is actually the worst. Mm-hmm. So we encourage you to plan ahead, to communicate, to you know, start. And if you haven't, start today, start tomorrow. Right, built it into part of your or operation or organization like Frazanda recommended. Frazanda, how does a company improve their workplace inclusion? All, all the things we've been talking about can contribute. So there's the small steps of, first of all, bringing about awareness about the need for workplace inclusion, what uh, is on the minds and hearts of the employees and, and the people that are other stakeholders and the people you serve. And then, you know, really creating some, some plans around that and taking steps forward, uh, documenting it, coming back to it in six months and a year. And so that there's accountability. So, so the way to do it is to make sure there's the plan, the accountability and the transparency. Because sometimes things are done and people don't know. And back to your comment about communicating uh, effectively, sometimes we do all the work and then no one knows because it's not on a website or we didn't send out any uh, communication around it in a proactive way. And if we don't do that as we go, sometimes it can look like we're being reactive to society events, which you mentioned, or, or we're not active at all. So the key is to be steadfast and continuous and, and continue with that and really have a team working on it. So it's not just one person. It's not just one time. It's something that's ongoing and is a commitment from where you work. Wonderful. And how about in terms of increased culture sensitivity and intelligence? Where do we start with that? We really need as a society to do a better job of listening to the other side. This goes for everyone. Your mind may be made up about politics or about race or about gender or about, you know, the workplace. And there are guaranteed there's going to be someone who you work with who thinks the exact opposite. So it's our responsibility to model the listening, the inclusion, and really trying to understand others and come together around it, see the other side and, and try to be more sensitive. And that mindfulness is, is the first step in cultural uh, intelligence and then awareness also. And then the last part of it is behavior, making sure that you act accordingly that is in a more uh, culturally sensitive way more aware way and more conscious way. Uh, so don't stop short of just, you know, knowing what's going on, actually do something to make a difference. Wow, so many takeaways. I usually write down three that I like from the speakers. I have five on my list right now. So, but what I heard today that really stood out to me is be empathetic when you come across. 
DEI, right? Because there's a lot of unknown. So just start with that. And then there's strength in numbers. Know that you're not alone. Incorporate into your organization. And I love what you said about making a plan, document it, but have accountability and do it in a proactive way. And my last one that I wrote down was make sure it's not just one person, but rather in a group and then making sure that it's ongoing, right? So that it, it leaves almost a legacy, right? It continues, it's not just like, oh, I'm so passionate now because of what's happening and then it stops, right? Mm -hmm. I love what you said about like keeping it ongoing. So Farzana, the reason why I really wanna invite you here you know, in addition to, of course, your DEI expertise, but also, you know, with some of the events we're seeing, we noticed that, you know, a panel of the same, whether it's nationality or, you know, race or sex. So we really kind of are at the forefront. So we'll speak up to our clients and say, hey, this is all guys. Maybe we should include some women as well, you know, and then vice versa or culturally, Right, we're doing a diverse event and there was literally no diversity. So that makes it really hard. And some of the planner also mentioned in terms of how they market the event. You say it's a diverse event, but then on the brochure, it was all just one race. So what, what are some of your recommendations in terms of how can we make events more inclusive? This is a great question. And I'm so glad you brought it up. Making sure that the event planners are intentional. So like your agency and just making sure that people are aware of the presentation and who's involved. So I'll give you an example. I was at a major convention center and the event was on small business and I attended. And what I saw was a panel of six people. Uh, the moderator was a woman who happened to be white and all five of the panelists were white men. And it was such a shock to me because living in Los Angeles, I thought um, this you know, appreciation for diversity is everywhere. And we just need to be more aware of that and, and be inclusive. So I, I really see it's the flaw of the uh, planning it, to have that major error, especially when you're trying to inspire small businesses who are kind of every walk of life and every type of diversity, literally. And it's a missed opportunity. So what you're saying around the event itself and then also the communication pieces, the marketing, uh, if the marketing isn't diverse, it's not gonna attract a, a diverse group, but the opposite happens too. Where I've seen the marketing shows, you know, people of different backgrounds, but then the event isn't. And it's sort of misleading. So we have to be intentional on all fronts to make sure our marketing communications publicity part and the event itself reflect the vision and the inspiration that we want to have around inclusion and diversity and equity. I can't say enough about how important it is. And on, on the other side, if it's not there, what kind of impression it leaves. So we have to do a really good job to be more cognizant of that and intentional. Definitely. We're here at Innovate Marketing Group. We're very intentional when it comes to that. So in terms of the speakers or even suppliers we use. So recently we actually did an internal study. 50% of our suppliers that we use is diverse. 
Excellent. We're super proud of that. And we weren't doing it because it's like the sexy thing to do or it's the trendy thing to do. We've been doing it since the start of our agency. Right. But it's just obviously we're more aware now. So we, you know, we are a woman business ourselves, but then we make sure that ecosystem continues. So it doesn't just stops with us. Right. And I always tell people, be the change that you want to see. And it really can start here. Well, and that's the thing is that you're intentional anyways in your networks, who you support, who you're in solidarity with, who you collaborate with. You already have that in your uh, Rolodex. You have people you can call. You you have people of different backgrounds, expertise, and you know, hats off to folks who appreciate supplier diversity in this way, because it it does um, you know show that strength of relationship and and that expertise. Um, same with me. That's something that you know, with all the people that I work with and the contractors I use, we are all from different backgrounds, genders right? Ability even. And it's so important to represent that because if I'm talking about diversity, I better have diversity on my team, right? So it's it's a lived uh, experience. And it's also something like the way that you do work. And that will translate into supporting your clients in a way that really showcases what they want to achieve. So you, you, you live and breathe it. And it, it really is modeled in how you do work. Amazing. Amazing. Thank you. I hope everybody can, you know, listen to this episode a few times because there's so many great nuggets that Farzana shared today. So we just want to thank Farzana again so much. That was amazing. Thank you. <laughs> okay, that was really good. Farzana, what's the best way for the audience to get in touch with you? Oh, it, it's through my website, which is www farzananayani.com i'm also on social media at farzana nayani uh, on uh, linkedin twitter instagram and facebook so you can find me everywhere and i also have an email list so if you go to my website folks will folks who sign up will get some updates and i always have really great announcements and things that i'm working on that can help uh people with resources and information that's incredible i always see farzana flying from one place to another being invited you know like you said from white house to silicon valley right <laughs> well thank you so much again farzana for joining us today and for those of you that are tuning in if you have any questions or if you're interested in working with farzana make sure to reach out to her she's definitely the specialist like we said you don't have to do this alone right someone else already do this really well. So just talk to them. Thank you again for tuning in on today's episode of Event Up. If your company is looking to level up your event experience, we are your solution. We do all the work, you take all the credit, give us a call. Check out our upcoming webinar where we will be covering different topics. You could go to our website on the blog site to register. And don't forget to share and subscribe for more episodes. We will chat with you next Thank you for listening. Tune in next time on Event Up.